the tips is on. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your favorite podcast with the biggest dicks on the internet. Austin Klein and Julian Iannini. It's just the tips. Hey, Austin. How you doing? <laughs> hey, Julian. I've never had an introduction like that. Thank you. I know. Usually it's a small dick, the smallest dick on the internet, but I decided to give you your ego a little bit of a boost. It's okay to pretend from time to time. Hey, fake it till you make it, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep pretending I have a big dick until one day I actually have a big dick. It's just one Swedish dick pump away. Mm-hmm. And you'll be impressing everybody. I can't wait. I can't wait either. I'm really looking forward to that day. Oh, Julian has a... I just noticed Julian has a SpaceX shirt on. Freaking nerd. Hey, it was a big week for SpaceX, buddy. <laughs> Last week, they got their first manned mission to the space station. So I'm just showing my support for Mr. Musk. Love him or hate him, the guy uh, gets shit done. Yes, he does. So how was your week, Jules? Uh, well, besides watching all the craziness go down around the world, I worked and didn't really do much else. Uh, did some bike riding. About it, man. Just uh, trying to keep saying in this insanity i guess yeah i know and i know people listen to us hoping for hoping that we're going to give them answers and this is a place people come to to kind of know where to go next with with all these pressing issues but i think we're going to try to keep it light and uh, leave that stuff to some of the other experts perhaps yeah you don't want to get me started because i'll turn this whole podcast on its head and just go off on all kinds of different Strong opinions that I have that I'll just uh, leave for a different podcast because I could go on for hours. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, so this last week, I don't know if you remember, Julian, but we set some goals for ourselves. Oh, we did? uh, Well, I was going to try some of your tips and maybe some of my tips. And I did the thing where I put the veggies in the middle of the fridge, you know, so they're in plain sight rather than putting them in the drawers. Yeah. And... uh, I still think it's a great idea, but turns out I wasn't eating my veggies because I forgot they were there. I'm just a piece of shit, and I I didn't eat them. Because <laughs> you don't like your veggies? Your mom didn't teach you well? No, I'd, I had I had a pretty big bender this week food-wise. Where One of those things where I'm like, I'm starting a diet. Every day I was starting a diet the next day. Mm. So You pulled a Chris Farley? Pretty Di- much. Diet starts tomorrow? Yeah. That's the best part about tomorrow. It never comes. I know. So. That's going to be on my tombstone. I'm the, wor- I'm the worst fucking procrastinator. Well, I have some tips today that might help you with that, Austin. Maybe we can turn that uh, habit around for you. That, I'm really looking forward to it. Should we just get right into it? I mean, I think they don't want to hear about us. They want to hear uh, about these tips. Yeah. Should we just get right into it four minutes after we've already been talking? That's actually not too bad. I've heard some other podcasts that go on for like half the show before they get into what their actual topic is about. And I don't hate it. I actually like it. I'm interested in hearing about people's lives and what they're doing and all that good stuff. I'm not. I don't give a shit. I want the tips. Well, you're just an asshole, Austin. Yeah, I love the the Mark Maron WTF podcast, but I just skip like the first 20 minutes and then move around until I find out where the interview starts. Don't tell Mark that. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. You want to go? Uh, sure. All right. This one uh, goes out to the protesters out there. A, uh, I stand with you. I don't know if Austin does, but I do. Um, I do. All right. Good. Julian got me as I was getting up to close the door. <laughs> I tried to get him. Anyhow, uh, if you're going to go out protesting, turn off the biometrics on your phone so that the police can't force you to unlock it. And this comes from Blue Sabir. Sabir. Austin's closing his blinds. Excuse that sound. Uh, yeah. Turn off your thumbprints. Turn off your face ID. Okay. Turn off w- whatever. Sorry, I was just going to say, what the fuck are biomet- biometrics? Oh, well, that's what I'm explaining, Austin, if you didn't rudely interrupt me. <laughs> Biometrics are thumbprint scanners, uh, face recognition unlocks, you know, facial recognition cameras, all that stuff. Because a cop can force you to unlock biometrics, uh, but they can't force you to give up your password. So, you know, I even if you don't have anything on your phone, it's just a better idea not to let authorities into your phone or anyone for that matter because you never know you know you don't you don't know what they could hold against you or whatnot even if you're not doing anything it's just a good idea for security reasons if you're going to be anywhere where anyone might want to snoop in your phone turn off your biometrics and then just say oh i don't know my password and then they can't really do shit yeah i would have never thought of that sounds like a good tip i guess I mean, it's it's not just for protests. That also works if you're going to, like, certain countries. Uh, certain countries, when you land, will want to go through your phone. I've heard that China does this. I've heard Russia possibly does this. Uh, so, you know, just anytime authorities might want to get in your phone, you might be in that situation. Take away your convenience so that they can't get in. The Chinese government is going to be like, this guy has a weird amount of cat pics in his phone. So not let him in. Yeah, they'd be pretty disappointed in my phone. I don't really have anything. But as I said, I don't know. They could go on to like my Facebook descriptions and probably find some things in there where they're like, you do what? Even though it's a joke and hold it against me. So for the record, in America, the cops can make you use your bio, like your face ID or thumbprint. Without probable cause or with probable cause? I didn't look up the laws, Austin. I didn't get that deep into it. But I figure a cop, if it's a face ID, they could pretty easily point the can if they If they took your phone, for example, and just pointed it at your face, they could pretty easily unlock your phone. They could also get your thumb. Yeah, well, g- good luck doing that while I'm banging my head on the back glass, the glass of the back window of the cop car. Well, yeah, I'm sure. That's what I do. You're, when they get me back there, I just bang my head repeatedly. You're a maniac. Get my point across. Do you get any like slides if you're since you're a firefighter? Do the cops cut you any slack? Yeah. Well, actually, that's where I got that idea because the other day we went on this kid, and he was just repeatedly slamming his head on the glass, and I was blown away by how hard he was doing it. It's kind of sad, but um, was there something wrong with him, or was he on drugs? What was his deal? Yeah, he was on dr- he was on drugs, but. But I've only been pulled over once since, and I had to have, was on my way to work at a different station, and I had my uniform on, and uh, he was he took care of me. <laughs> Did he give you a police escort to work? <laughs> no, he just he just didn't give me a ticket. Oh, that's nice. All yeah. right. Also, I was cry- I was crying too. I don't know if that helped. <laughs>
Well, that usually helps. That's my go-to. I keep some Visine in my uh, center console. I just drop that in and make up a sob story. Mm-hmm. Actually, once I got out of a ticket, I remember I was leaving your house, and I we I was pretty high as usual, uh, <laughs> and and I got pulled over right when I came out of your neighborhood. It was because I was driving my brother's old truck, which was a 1991 Isuzu pup which is a tiny little four-cylinder truck and it had a uh, no power steering and my brother used to have a rap group called the old bangers and it said the old bangers on the back tailgate in big black letters it took up the entire tailgate yes that truck was awesome it was amazing and i hadn't paid the registration the registration was expired but it was still under my brother's name so he pulls me over and he's like you know, your registration's expired. And I don't know how I went into a Zen mode, even though I was super stoned, it should have been all paranoid and weird. And I was just like, Oh, what? This is my brother's truck. I just borrowed it. He didn't tell me he didn't pay his registration. And he's like, Oh man, my brother would do the same thing. And he goes, what's the old bangers. I was like, that's my brother's band. I was like, here's their album. You want it? And he couldn't take it. Cause I guess it's a bribe, but he let me off because we bonded over our brothers not paying the registration, even though it was my truck at that point, and uh, I hadn't paid the registration. I still got that ticket. That's a good move. Yep. And a, and a great story. That's my tip. Find a common ground with the cop and bond over it with them. It'll get you out of tickets. Um, okay, this is not a cop-related tip. This is actually this is good because I've been giving a lot of parenting tips, as you know. Yeah, Austin, you're going to be an amazing father one day. Having no children. Also, being someone who has never been married or even proposed, I have a good uh, proposing tip for you guys out there. Oh, all right, Austin. This Man. was brought to you by Legendary Outlaw. And uh, but you don't need to. You don't need to uh, have been proposed engaged to know this. Here we go. Before you propose, you and your partner should already have agreed to get engaged at some point. That way, the proposal can be a fun surprise without fear of rejection. I have always had a fascination with this because I hate all the like the bullshit, mushy wedding stuff and all that. I, I don't know if it's just lost on me or if I have no soul or what. But the thing that I do love the most is when somebody proposes at a sporting event on the jumbotron in front of like 10,000, 30,000 people. And then gets, and the girl says, no, that is amazing. It's so amazing. That's one of life treats. It's it, like, how fucking stupid could you have been <laughs> to, to propose to someone on such a grand scale? And you didn't even know that she was in agreement. Like it doesn't seem like a very difficult thing. So if you're that serious with somebody, I hope that you're at the point in your relationship where you can have a frank discussion about your future and if getting married is, is something that they see as a, a realistic thing moving forward with you. So you need to go over big ticket items like this. And this is not me. This is from the tip. Uh, this part is make sure you go over items such as marriage, finances, family, kids, careers, etc. Make sure that you're both on the same page and kind of get a time frame for when you may be looking to get married. That being said, Man. I get so much... I get so much joy out of people getting denied at at uh, sporting events that those people are welcome to, to keep doing it. Not only that, Austin, you are a true romantic, getting all those, having that serious talk. 
hey, let's hey. talk about our finances. Let's talk about our careers. How many kids you want? Hey, babe, I wanted to show you how much you mean to me. I brought a prenup. <laughs> First, let's cr- crunch these numbers real quick. <laughs> Figure out how much you're worth, how much I'm worth, and what we're going to split if this doesn't work out. Yeah. I feel like if you don't know the answer is going to be yes, then you probably shouldn't be asking the question. Personally, like I feel like it should be an obvious yes if you're going to be asking the question. It shouldn't be like, oh, well, let's see what she says. I mean, I'm sure I know there's probably like people that lead each other on or whatever, but I don't know. When I asked my wife to marry, I 100% knew she was going to say yes, and I never asked her. You know, we never really discussed it. I just, I just knew it was just obvious. And I'm sure she had thrown hints out or right. Or I mean, you could, there's so many ways you could check with her friends. You could, I mean, I don't know. I guess some people are just, it could be like a social ineptitude thing maybe. And maybe it's not fair for me to talk shit. Yeah. Yeah, Don't, don't talk about it till you try it. Come back to (laughs) us after you've proposed (laughs) and then you can talk to us about it. Till then, shut the fuck up. You don't know shit about proposals. Julian, how did you propose? Oh, I had... Uh, so, we went to Oregon, and I put the ring in my pocket, and I just didn't really know, like, where or what. I just knew when the moment came or where it was, it would happen. So, I had this big-ass fucking thing in my pocket, and Coral even asked about it. She's like, what's that big-ass thing in her pocket? And I just, like, changed the subject, and she forgot. Um, I'm sure you made a bad dick joke. Probably. I don't know. Uh, it wouldn't be out of character or for a, me. Sorry, a good dick joke, I should say. Yeah, it'd be an ex- it'd be the best dick joke you ever heard. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we go on this hike, um, and there's this thing called the, the, the Old Stone House. Uh, if you're in Portland, you may know about it. And... We came upon it, and it was this really cool old house, and I didn't know it was there. Like, I had no idea what it was or anything, and it just looked really cool. So I went up to the second story of it, and I was like, this is it. This is the place. So I called Coral. I was like, Coral, come up here. There's a really cool view up here. And she comes up, and I'm on my knee, and I have the ring out, and she goes, She's like, oh, my God, really? And I go, yeah, I love you, babe. And we both started crying. Funny story, though. I decided to try to be a real true romantic and design my own engagement ring. So I was (laughs) (laughs) I knew a guy who's a jeweler. And I had this like I had this. I had this idea for this ring and I thought it looked cool, but I don't know shit about rings. I discovered and so um, I gave it to Coral and she like had to pretend to like it, even though she fucking hated it. And I somehow coincidentally chose her, her high school colors as the two rocks that I got. So I had a, a line of blue sapphires and a line of yellow sapphires. And they were supposed to represent our two, us two merging. And they like overlapped. And it was really big and wide, and it literally looked like a, a high school graduation ring. And <laughs> she hated it. Man. She didn't tell me that, but she later on told me like that she didn't like it. And she tried to wear it for a while, and she's just like, I'm sorry, Julian. I just, this ring is so ugly. And so luckily, I was friends with the jeweler, and he let us trade it in for another ring that she liked. But <laughs> How did you think that was a good idea? You could barely dress yourself, let alone pick out 
a woman's ring. I don't know. I was trying to be romantic and be cool and be like, yeah, I designed that myself. Damn, that's but. just as bad as what I was talking about with proposing almost. And the other funny thing is we were so sweaty because we had just gone this huge hike and you know how sweaty I get. So we're just mm-hmm. like covered in sweat, not <laughs> sexy at all. Like I remember when we kissed, it was like the sweatiest kiss. <laughs> and you and you sweat on your upper lip before anything else. That's like the first spot the sweat starts. Yeah. So it's sad that I know you that well that I know where your sweat starts. Well, there could be some other stuff going on behind the scenes, but yeah, you don't know about my balls, Austin. They sweat way before my upper lip, but they're pretty much always sweaty. So from yeah. what I understand, the good thing to do is to talk to their best friends and females in their life and ask about ring ideas. Well, so I did do that. I brought in, uh, I asked her mom and I guess her mom didn't want to hurt my feelings and just said, oh yeah, that's a pretty ring. But really she was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck did you do? Oh, you asked her after you already bought it? No, like I, I had her help me design it, but then I decided that I knew better than she did. And I just kind of went with my own ideas instead of hearing what she had to say. And then when I got it, I showed it to her and I also showed it to her sister and secretly they thought it was hideous, but they didn't want to hurt my feelings. So they were just like, oh, that's really pretty. And then that's great. Yeah. So I did try to do that, but then I stupidly didn't listen to them after I asked for their advice and went with my own gut instinct, knowing nothing about jewelry or what women want or anything like that. And I designed a high school graduation ring. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) The person who's never worn a piece of jewelry in his entire life or even thought about it other than looking at a rapper's chain. It's like, I can do this. That's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. It looked like a rapper's fucking ring. It was so thick. I I think Eazy-E would have worn this ring. It was big gold and it had two rows of big-ass sapphires in it. Uh, Well... Sorry that didn't work out, but I'm glad you guys fixed the ring situation. I honestly, I Coral felt really bad about it, but I didn't care. I thought it was funny, actually, that she hated yeah, it I mean, so much. What do you give a shit? Yeah, it's all... I could care less. I just wanted her, I just wanted her to marry me. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I have another... I have a bonus tip, actually. Uh, so when he went to the jeweler to pick out my ring, they were like, oh... Why don't you get something nice, man? Get some, it's, it's your marriage. Get something nice for yourself. So I ended up spending like $2,000 on a white gold ring, which I wish I hadn't because... For yourself? Yes. For your band or just for, for my a ring wedding? My wedding band. Oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, man, it's your day. Get something nice. And I was like in the mode. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get something nice. But I'm so... I, it's so dumb. Like... It, a, you can't tell it's gold because it's white gold, so it just looks like silver. So I could have gotten yeah. silver, and it would you wouldn't know the difference. B, it's so soft, it gets scratched all the time. And uh, my brother-in-law has a steel ring, and he can just open beer bottles with his and like use that as a tool. It's actually useful. And mine's like just so damage prone. Um, so, you know, I spent two thousand dollars, and I could easily spent like a hundred dollars on a steel ring and I wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah. So, I can't believe you spent two grand on a men's wedding ring. I just, I it was in the mode. It was dumb. I don't want to get married or have any plans of ever getting married in the future. But if I did, I would just do the old school gold band, just plain gold band. I wish I had done that. I wish I had done the gold, 
gold instead of the white gold, but I don't know why. I just, I listened to this jeweler and I shouldn't have. Yeah, you got fucking fleeced by a salesman. I got and fleeced. I could, tell by, I could tell by the voice you did that he was a fucking slick black dude with a backwards Kangol hat on too. No, he wasn't. He was, I think he's Middle Eastern. He's, uh, he, he's a Jesus loving Middle Eastern man. Uh, and he said, God bless you a lot. Did he have a Jesus a Jesus piece on? No, but he. I think he did have a lot of crosses, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. That's cool. I also got fleeced by the guy at Nordstrom's who got me to pick out my suit because he got me to fucking buy a suit that was way too small for me and told me it was the new look. And he's like, yeah, man, that's the new look, man. And it was, like, so small and uncomfortable. And I, like, I was, like, so unsure about it. But he's like so confident. I just went with it, and so I have a Ugh. fucking way too small a suit in all my wedding photos. That's great. So be careful with those fucking salesmen during your wedding because they will, they will, they don't have your best interest in mind. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, that's never listen to a salesman, man. Google yeah. it on your own or ask a friend who actually knows. And I usually do that. I'm usually really good, but we get caught up in wedding fever, and all your fucking judgment goes out the window. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks, Julian. That was more of a bonus story than a bonus tip, but uh, we still appreciate it nonetheless. Hey, you're welcome. If you have any <laughs> other questions about getting married, you can email us at justthetipspod at AOL.com, and I'll I'll hook you up. Yeah, Julian's got all kinds of great stuff. A lot of romantic ideas and some new sexual positions and moves that you might want to try, and even some highly recommended toys. Yeah. All right, Jules, give me your tip. Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Yeah, believe it or not. Wow. I I feel like you were just talking for 15 minutes, but somehow it's your turn. I like to intercept your tips and make them my own, Austin. Jesus. I turn your shitty tips into epic tips. (laughs) All right. Uh, So here's one. comes from testing the taste. And it is don't expect yourself to wake up one fine day and be a completely different person. Remind yourself this time and time again so that you don't feel guilty for not becoming the ideal you the very next day and can can take comfort in actually working towards your goals bit by bit. Um, I think this holds true, uh, especially for you, Austin. You shouldn't beat yourself up that you went on a food bender this uh, past week because you're just becoming the new you bit by bit. So you had a bad week this week, but you know, tomorrow's a new day. So just eat some salads and then do it again the next day and again the next day and again the next day. And before you know it, you'll be fucking Fabio. Thanks, Julian. I'm so far beyond that tip. I haven't had a bad day. I've had a bad five years. Well, but, but no, that, I, that is a very good tip because, uh, I've actually read a lot of self-help. I hate to say self-help because I don't read those dumb books, but you know, I, I seek advice from people who are accomplishing the things that I want and living well. And uh, it's funny because it's actually like that. There's that Bill Murray movie called What About Bob? You I love that, that movie, movie from years ago. Yeah. And uh, the... The Baby Steps? Yeah. His therapist had a book called Baby Steps. And even though it was a joke, I've actually learned that there's so much truth to that. And... Um, I'm I'm so black or white in my thinking and there's something I have called floodgate thinking I think it's like where I eat one cookie and rather than being like I'm gonna eat healthy the rest of the day be like no I ate a cookie fuck it I'm just gonna eat an entire cake and 
you know, go to Jack in the Box, or not Jack in the Box, I meant to say Dairy Queen. Anyways, the best thing you can do is try to chip away at it, you know, chip away at, at getting yourself better and take baby steps. And like you said, don't beat yourself up because if you beat yourself up, that's not really going to get you anywhere. But you do have to hold yourself accountable and realize if you're making kind of chipping away at it every day, that's that's st- I think statistically that's the best way to kind of get where you need to go. I've done so many times where I'm like, tomorrow, 180. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. I'm going to work out. Then I'm going to do this. I'm gonna, you know, just everything. And then there's only so much willpower that you have. That's just humans have a finite amount of willpower. So it's all about chipping away and slowly building good habits. And that's how I've been told you'll find success. I hope to find, <laughs> find out for myself one day. Austin, you just love your cheat days too much. Fuck. <laughs> you'll turn one little smidget of a chip into a full-on catastrophe of a cheat day. Yeah, that's why people are like, just give yourself a cheat day. And I'm like, your cheat days are not like my cheat days. Yeah, and your cheat days only last one day. Austin's last for weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's a fortnight. Uh, it's a, a cheat fortnight. That's why we were the worst living together, because we would enable each other so badly, mm-hmm. because we'd always like try to team up on these like escapades and then one of us would be like oh fuck it i'm just gonna cheat on this one meal and then you're like well if you're cheating i'm cheating and we just go back and forth and back and forth and we never got anything anywhere i know so sad yeah but so sad that's why we don't but live together anymore that well that and because your wife cock blocked me yeah that's true she does not like austin getting laid she tries to keep him a pure man well, and she just wanted you, since you're married with the kid, she thought it'd be more appropriate that you live at home with them. Yeah. I understand. Well, I tried to fight for you. I tried to fight for you. I tried to get you in our guest room, but, you know. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll work it out. Three's company, four's, four's too many. We'll work it or out. Or whatever, whatever that saying is. What is, oh, the, what is that saying? Four or what? Three's company. What's four? Four's a crowd. Oh, yeah. Four is a crowd. That's it. Thank you, Austin. Yeah. All right. Your turn. What you got? Okay. This tip posted by one comment at a time. Always use your paid time off before leaving a job or announcing you're leaving, no matter how long of a notice you give. Uh, I don't know what it is in other countries. In the U.S., it's pretty customary to give two weeks notice. And... um Damn, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff after this that I wish I had read. But basically, I've seen uh, people do that. Just don't waste your paid time off, man. It's so sad. Like, not only when you're leaving a job, but also if you have some that expires at the end of the year, you have to use that, man. Life is too short to to be giving, a, especially if you work for a big company, giving a faceless billion dollar corporation money in their pockets because you're not able to use all of your time off. Like our friend Brandon has done that. Five years in a row, he has not used all of his vacation time, and he works for a, a giant corporation, and he is just so fucking stressed. What do you think, Julian? I uh, always make sure to use. <laughs> I always make sure to use all my vacation time. I didn't think of how funny that is that I said that to you. And then some. Uh, I never have a problem with this. My vacation time is usually at zero. Uh, this is probably the most vacation time I've ever occurred in my life that I have right now purely because I can't go anywhere. 
He means accrued. Accrued. What did I say? I thought you said occurred. I think I meant acquired. I think I said acquired. Whatever I said. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's the most vacation time I've ever had, purely because I can't go anywhere because of the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I'm usually at like one day, two days, because I use it often. But as I've stated before, I do a good job at my job. They trust that I will always leave my job in a good place and I'll never like take off and leave them hanging. So they, my boss trusts me to give me whatever time off I want, knowing I won't abuse it and knowing that I won't leave the company high and dry. That's key. But I do believe in a good work-life balance because for me personally, if I don't have something to look forward to, it I get burned out, man. Like even now, like I'm getting kind of burned out just because I have nowhere like there's nothing I have planned on the books, really. Uh, and so I don't have that next adventure to look forward to. So, like, work is just like, oh, another five-day week. Oh, another five-day week. There's no, like, oh, I got a three-day weekend coming up or whatever. Yeah, Julian is the true king of having an open relationship with his work. His work-life balance is 50-50 right down the middle. He's like, I'll be at work half the time and I'll work hard, but the other half the time I'm on vacation. But You've always been like that. Even when you were dead broke, you would. I remember you came into the restaurant that I worked at, and you're like, "Hey, man, just so you know, I can only work two days a week, and I can't work weekends." And <laughs> just like, just laying out all these strict guidelines. You're like, "No, I have, I, gotta, I have to. I like to drink a lot on Friday, and then on Saturday I like to wake up and I smoke weed, and then I drink a lot again on Saturday. Sunday I'm gonna be hungover. I may be able to work at night, but not. And then, <laughs> and you made it work, man." Yeah, they let me get away with it. Be- and we fucking hated you. We were just working on the weekend. Yeah, I never. I got all like, weekends oh, I hope off. Julian's having fun. <laughs> That's because I did a good job. I never called in sick. I'm always there when they need me. I never hit, leave them hanging. So it's a yeah, compromise. Yeah, so did we, motherfucker. So did everyone else. <laughs> well, you guys didn't leverage your. You didn't use your leverage. Yeah. I used I my leverage. That's all. Remember when we first met, and I uh, asked you to I was cover just my thinking shit. About that. I asked you to cover my shift before I even knew Austin. We worked at the same restaurant together. We kind of, we were in high school and we were like acquaintances, but not friends, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think. No, I hardly knew you. Like I knew who you yeah. were, but I didn't, we didn't hang out or anything. Anyway, yeah. he just started and I was like, Hey man, can you take my shift? And then later on that night, I don't know what happened, but I ended up shit faced at the place right outside the restaurant. I guess you can tell the story better than I can. Cause I don't really remember. Yeah, I remember. So I, there was a Cold Stone Creamery next door, and I left Cold Stone to go work at Gavi's, this little Italian restaurant, as a busser. And uh, yeah, my very, I think it was my first day or first couple of days, you asked if I could work for you. And I don't remember if you made, I don't think you made up a lie or anything. But then anyways, that night or the next night, I was waiting for some table to leave. And I was like, man, this sucks. Some of these tables stay late. <laughs> and then I go out and I'm clearing clearing dishes outside. And there's like uh, there's like some kind of screen that you can see through, but it blocks the sun. Even though it was nighttime, I look over and I see you just nearly passed out. You're so drunk, sitting in a plastic chair in front of Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> and it's like, well, I'm glad I'm working for Julian. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't care. But I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I think you ended up quitting shortly thereafter. Uh, I was there quite a while. I worked there for like. Six six months or so till I got a job at Allen shoes. 
Well, you got a head start on me before I got there, though. Yeah. I actually also worked at Cold Stone and got recruited from there by Gavi to go there. Uh, And how long did you work at Cold Stone, Julian? Three days. The three days that they first opened, I fucking hated it. I was there so late every night, and it was awful. And Gavi came in, and he was building his restaurant next door. He's the owner of the restaurant we worked at. Gavi is, by the way. And he's like, he remembered me because he had done a cooking uh, class at my at my at my school, and I was really into cooking. And I asked a bunch of questions, and he remembered I was Italian, so he liked me. And he goes, "Hey, why don't you come work for me, huh?" And so I was like, "Okay, I will." Fuck you, Cold Stone. I'm going to Gavi's. How did he remember that you were Italian? I think it was because of all your Italian features that he could see on you. I guess so. I don't know. I, I worked hear- there for two. I worked there for two years and he never learned my name. Really? He always knew. He remembered me for some reason from middle school when I was, when he came to my class to teach. Because you were the only middle schooler with a full mustache. Yeah. And well, my dad spoke Italian, so they spoke a lot uh, together and stuff. But, uh, so he always, he was pretty nice to me, but he was a jerk to a lot of other people. He wasn't the nicest guy in the world. And anyway, he made good food though. Yeah, man. Some of that, that was my death row meal for a while, was that pork tenderloin carnival. Oh, my God. And the spicy calamari crema. That was so good. Do you you remember how disgusting we were at that place? Anytime people ask for shit to go and there are like some shrimp or something or some calamari, everyone in the back would be sticking their hands in their plates and eating those shrimp Uh before they packaged them up. I was even worse when I first started. I think Ricky told me, he's like, yeah, or maybe it was you. It was like, when we box stuff up, sometimes we'll take a shrimp or something that's loose. And then I remember he came back and I was boxing a, just a bowl of spaghetti and I just grabbed the guy's fork and started eating spaghetti. I was so hungry. <laughs> and he's like, that's not what I meant, man. I was uh, like, I'm so hungry, which oh, so, so disgusting. How did I do that? Dude, that. How could I be 17 years old and not see through that? I remember the dishwashers like would always g- smoke us out with the shittiest weed in the back. They'd be like, hey, man, come on and smoke this. And then they'd always try to get me to do cocaine with them. They'd always be snorting cocaine off the fucking dishwashing machine. No, I, I didn't do that. I, I must didn't, have I, known I was innocent. I didn't do any cocaine either. But uh, I remember they also taught me some Spanish. The, and the only thing I remember them teaching me is chupa mi pinga punto. They always nice. told, they, anytime I said anything, they'd be like, hey, chupa me pinka punto. Yeah, those guys were cool as shit, man. Those, Dude, I fully learned awesome. Spanish. I fully learned Spanish working there. I clept out of eight units, so I didn't even have to take Spanish in college. Like, I actually got eight credit hours for taking a Spanish test. Jeez. Yeah, they were awesome. It all there. They were like really, uh, remember that one busser who worked with us and he made the same amount of money as us, sent it all home. Like, and he would go home once every year or something to see his family i always felt so bad he's the nicest guy and he just like was working to support his family and he's making the same money as we were at 16 and he was supporting an entire family from it and i was just like god man this is such a fucked up system we have that shit goes on a lot of places a lot of people it's sad but anyways we need to move on i know these we get back these tips i know (laughs) god damn julian Hey, that was that was a collaboration. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like to blame it on you, though. <laughs> I am a talker. Yeah. God damn! How much coffee did you drink today? I only had one cup actually, and it was a long time ago. Really? Yeah. I started work at 3 a.m., so I was through with my coffee pretty early, and 
with the new coronavirus, I don't really get refills at work because I'm scared to touch the coffee pot. Mm. That's smart. Yeah. All right. Who's ready for another tip? I am. <clears throat> okay, here's a tip. You guys can take it or leave it, but I'm going to throw it out there. It's from Reddit user Taylor Made Nades. And it's in regards to a good way to start off your morning. Start your day off with exercise, reading, a podcast, or meditation before looking at social media. Social media creates an unrealistic image of how life is supposed to look. Avoiding comparing yourself to people you see on social media is recommended for your starting your day. Not only is it a unrealistic, or not, not only do you see pictures of other people or see things that other people are doing that may, may create unrealistic expectations, but... It's just a bad habit to get into. Like it, it'll, it's a time suck. Next thing you know, you're 20 minutes in. It, it's just I feel like you don't. The juice isn't worth the squeeze. So, I guess what I'd like to focus on is it's better to start your day off with something you enjoy. That's that's not you looking at a little screen like meditating or stretching or I don't know about listening to a podcast. I guess if you could listen to a podcast while you're getting ready, but as long as it's our podcast. And I think exercise is yeah. I think exercise is the best one. Just because you can just get it out of the way. It's so nice to exercise and get out of the way and feel energetic and not feel like you have something looming over the day, like you have this sense of accomplishment. I don't know. That was kind of a rant. I don't know where I was going with that. Julian, why don't you tell us what you think? Uh, Yeah. So first off, I wish I could do this. I work super early, so I can't. I mean, I could if I wanted to get up at fucking three in the morning, but I don't. So... Uh, but yeah, exercising first, but first off, just don't compare yourself to anyone on social media. That's the stupidest thing you can do because a people are only posting like unrealistic photos of like the best second of their life or the best thing they're walking by. They could find one tree in the middle of a junkyard and take a picture in front of that one tree. And then around them is just a bunch of fucking garbage. Like you have no fucking clue what's going on the rest of their moments of their day. And they're just putting forward a fake representation of what their life is. So anyone who's comparing themselves to anyone else on social media, stop doing that. That's just not good for your mental health because you're comparing yourself to a unrealistic, unattainable goal. So. Right. I totally agree. And I, I think some people, obviously people are doing it subconsciously, but make sure that, to make a note of that. And yeah. on the other side of the coin, I, that's the way that it is because those are the things that you take pictures of. Like, I don't want people, of course, I'm not going to post a picture of me crying on the toilet or put, you know, post a picture of me doing bad things. Like you hate the, on the other side, you also hate the people that go on Facebook and just write how bad everything is. <laughs> So, I just don't go on social media, man. Like, yeah, I, know. I I'll, I'll glance at it now and then, but I, I don't know where people, what people do on there to lose hours and hours and hours of their day. Like I I'm bored after five minutes on most platforms. I'd say the only thing that really keeps my attention is Reddit. And that's because there's like interesting articles and stuff that's actually engaging and, and educational, but like Instagram and Facebook and shit, dude, I'm fucking done after four minutes max like i can't i I have no fucking clue what people do the but old, if you follow the right people there's a lot of funny shit and 
possibly stuff that can lead you to informative stuff on Instagram. But I agree. I'd much for me personally, I'd much rather go to Reddit and and at this point my Instagram is not even really me looking at friends so much as it it's like famous people or just funny accounts or whatever it is. I don't but, I, yeah. I haven't found those addictive accounts like um yeah. The, you know what I use Instagram most for is like researching a place. Like if I want to go travel somewhere and I want to see what it looks like, I'll type in like the hashtag or wherever I'm going or whatever it is that I want to see. That That's what I, I use it as like Google image search. Julian, that sounds like a bonus tip. Oh yeah, it might be. Let me check my pants. I've never. Oh yeah, that's a bonus <laughs> tip. <laughs> sure enough. I've never done that. That's a good idea. Bonus yeah. tip. If you guys are going to go somewhere, hashtag Yuma, Arizona. Check it out. Uh, yeah, I, I hear Yuma's really grown over the past few years, and it's a great place to visit now. It's really nice this time of year. Yeah, if you like uh, <clears throat> In and Out, they got a great one. But the point of that, back to that tip, is is just try to get like a healthy morning routine that's that's good for your body and soul. So, just a quick meditation and stretch, or just something that's going to kind of get you on the right foot. Or like for me, if I have something I know that I don't want to do that day and I'm not looking forward to it, like work or something I have to do at work, I don't allow myself to think about it right when I wake up. Because when you wake up, you're so tired. Everything seems harder than it actually is. So I just try to clear my mind and just wake up and go through the steps of getting ready and wake, getting, waking up. And then once you go to do that thing, it's it's rarely as bad as you thought it would be. Yeah. once The hardest thing of any laborious task is just getting started. And, and getting there. Um, once you're there, you just kind of fall in place and you do what you need to do. But like the motivation to actually take that first step is the hardest part of it. And then once you do that, then you're pretty much committed already for most people. Some people aren't like that. So mm-hmm. just fucking get there. And also just, just wake. fucking get there, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's all you got to do, man. Fucking get there. Like after this. What do you want? Julian to change your diapers? I really wanted to drink. Uh, drink during this podcast but i know i haven't worked out today and i know that if i drink i'm not going to work out so as soon as this podcast is over i'm getting in my gym clothes i'm going to fucking work out even though it's the last thing i want to do but i'm just going to take that first step because i know once i do i'm committed that's right yeah i'll send you i'll I'll post a sweaty pic of myself eventually when i get a Instagram. Oh God, that reminds me. I, I know that we've been getting carried away with story time, but that's what I forgot to tell you. I fucking threw my back out yesterday. Have you ever done that before? No. What's that like, Austin? It is. Uh, it is as advertised. It fucking sucks, man. It hurts so bad. I was in the grocery store at the self checkout, and I was swiping something on the scanning, and, and my back just locked up. And there's a line of people behind me, and I was so trying to play it cool, and I just locked up, and I was like just awkwardly robot grabbing the last couple items. And then by the end, like I was seeing red, I felt like I was going to drop to the ground and I was like, please do not have this be a situation where I collapse and the fire department comes and it like loosened up where I was able to pay and get out. And then the rest of the day yesterday I would lay down, like I laid on the ground on the tile to kind of like straighten my back out. And I was like, I'm going to get up and get a drink. And it took me like 15 minutes to get up because every position I was just locked, dude. And I took 800 milligrams of Advil loosened me up a little bit, but actually this was two days ago. It's like just loosening up now, but it fucking sucks, man. God damn. Damn. Yeah. You need to do some yoga, Austin. I know. And I've been, I've been wanting to work out this week, you know, get back in the groove, but I'm just so locked up. Man. 
it uh i don't recommend it so take care of those backs people huh old man austin getting fucking colonoscopies and throwing his back out. i know jesus christ what's next man i don't know uh what else do old guys do they I don't, don't know, my balls my balls are gonna hit the water when i'm in the, sitting on the toilet you're not gonna get boners anymore oh fuck those are long gone those lost those years ago oh damn <laughs> um Oh yeah, but yeah, just make sure if you guys are lifting something heavy, just focus and make sure you're you're lifting with your back. Use proper form. No, don't lift with your back. <laughs> <laughs> lift with your knees, you asshole. Proper form. Hold it close to your body and lift with your knees, not your back. I know. Have you seen that? It's always Sunday. He's like, I'm lifting with my back. Like, all no. right. I need to watch that uh, show. I haven't. I had a roommate that was really into it, and he tried to force it down my throat all the time, so it was, it was hard for me to enjoy. I need to give it another chance. I've never fully watched it, but I've, there's some really good shit. No, I know there is. I just need to get back into it. All right. Mine is Mine actually ties in with our previous one, and it is from Aaliyah2121. Uh, and it is – I think she's running for president. That's why it's 2121. Anyway. Um, if you're comparing your life to others and you feel down, remember there are so many other hidden factors that aren't being considered. A lot of people measure themselves based on their peer group, but ignore so many other important factors that make a huge difference in their life trajectory. People life, people's life circumstances are different. Some people have difficult challenges that prevent or slow down what they want to achieve, or there could be an unfair advantage that other individuals have and you don't. So yeah, just don't compare yourself to others, man. I mean, unless you know their entire story, like I can easily compare myself to Austin cause I know his entire life story, like the back of my hand and I can, I, I can easily compare us, but if it's, you know, some guy that I've met at a bar one night and we've hung out a few times. I don't know what the fuck, how he got his Ferrari, you know, maybe his parents left him a bunch of money and he, he's a piece of shit and maybe he has a bunch of other challenges. I don't know about. Um, and one thing I don't want to ever compare to Julian is penis size because that's just not a game you want to get involved in. Yeah. You don't want to get involved in a penis game with me. You don't want to take a penis to a snake fight. Wait, no, I'd be like taking a worm to a snake fight, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess that's what that's what people well, Julian, that's what people tell me. I don't ever uh, I have a question for you. What? Can what about if somebody happens to be living a worse life with me than me? Can I compare myself to them to make me feel better? <laughs> yeah, sure. Then it's fine. <laughs> As long as it's a pos- uh, as long as it's a positive for you, go for it. Th- now this is just like what we were talking about before with uh, Instagram and stuff, and and it's one of those things that's easier said than done, but it's absolutely true, man. Um, don't compare yourself to them because yeah. it's yeah you don't you don't know the behind the scenes circumstances, you don't know the behind the scenes struggles that they have, uh, you don't know the behind behind the scenes work of what their day to day looks like. And it doesn't. None of that even fucking matters because life is not fair. Do what's and best for you, man. Do the best you can, and and try to put yourself in the best position. And however, you, whatever it takes to get to where you want to be, just do it, baby steps at right. a time. And you'll get there eventually. And when you look back, you'll be the one everyone's trying to be before you know it. Hmm. That's so. right. And then you last when you let them know. 
That's and, right. That's uh, when you say, way to go, you fucking slacker. I used to, <laughs> yeah, that's why I hate when people are like, must be nice. No one's ever said that to me, but like when they see somebody with a, a nice car or something, and uh, it's like, well, maybe that dude works 80 hours a week, so maybe it's not always nice. That is true. When he's working, I'm fucking sitting here scratching myself, so that's nice too. That's nice when I'm not working. I used to work for a very successful real estate agent and she was like, uh, yeah, just an extremely successful person, probably pulling in or guaranteed to be pulling in multiple millions of dollars a year. And she was like really well known among the real estate community. And we'd go to these conventions. Everyone would be asking for pictures with her and stuff. Anyhow, everyone wanted to be here. That's weird. No, it's like, the, the real estate is a whole game, is a whole world you don't even know about, Austin. Your sister, well, my sister is a successful real estate agent, so I know a thing or two about it. Your sister probably knows who she is. Um, but anyway, uh, and I would talk to her. She's a really nice lady, and she she would tell me, like, yeah, I didn't go to bed till 3 in the morning last night, and we were at a meeting at, like, 8 a.m., and I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm up every night closing deals. It's all I do. And she, like, could not sleep. She she worked constantly like she had no life outside of work she would go on vacations and stuff but her she was glued to her phone like she was always taking calls always writing emails always closing the next deal and yeah that's such a stressful life man just always be online always be available it's tough and so yeah she she was killing it she made a ton of money and was very successful but the trade-off was she had she, her life was not her own. Right. Uh, she had she had no free time, and so that's when I decided. I saw that, and I was like, I don't think real estate's for me, man. I I like doing my own thing too much. Yeah, and um, the way that I look at it now is, given my career path, I kind of made a conscious decision to choose time over money because it was more important to me. Although now I wouldn't mind some more money, but anyways. Um, I've realized, like, what's the point of getting jealous of somebody? If I see somebody that has something I want, then I'm like, I look at it realistically, and I think that's because they chose this over me, where I chose time. It's like, if I really wanted to make that money, I could put my mind towards something and make it. It's just that's something that I haven't consciously chose. And also, I'm fine, I'm fine t- you know, riding the shopping cart to work and living in a dumpster. Yeah, it's a pretty dumpster, though, Austin. It's pretty nice. Painted the inside. I see that. It's blue. Um, Yeah. And also like material possessions, as great as they sound, like are rarely as good as you think they are. Like once you, they might sound exciting to attain and stuff. And yeah, some things are really cool. Like if, if you're really into them, but for the most part, like if you attain something, unless it's like your passion or your hobby or something, it, you're not going to enjoy it as much as you think. And actually I would rather spend my money on life experiences and memories um, than, you know, a fancy car or, or bracelet or something stupid like that. So true, Julian. Yep. You, you really know how to cut, cut through the nonsense. Hey man, I like to live my life to its fullest as much as I can. <clears throat> that being said, I did take out a second mortgage to get this uh, necklace that I've been wanting for years but uh, it makes me happy. It's a sweet uh, necklace, and I love the Italian horn and diamonds, Austin. That's a really nice touch, even Thanks. though you're not Italian, but you're striving to be. I, yeah, but not. it's not official yet. I haven't got my 23andMe results, so. <laughs> That's true. We're still waiting. Is it my turn? Yes. 
Okay. <clears throat> this one is posted by Lands underscore Lands. Okay, so this one is about talking shit to somebody if they don't, if they ask you how to do something and they don't know how to do it. And the, the example is, or what he says is, you shouldn't say, how do you not know how to do that at X years old? That is the worst response to an adult asking you how to do something basic. Always show them what they need as if it's totally reasonable thing to ask. Because that's how people learn. And it's just kind of shitty to to make fun of someone when they're legitimately going to you for assistance if you know how to do something to, to help them out. And plus, if you just because it's easy to you because you've been doing it for years and you might have mastery of it, uh, if they're just doing it for the first time, like it's hard to put yourself back in the shoes of a beginner. You know, like if you've been – I ski a lot, so like it's hard for me to – it's hard for me when someone's learning how to ski to imagine not being able how to ski. And so I'm like, Oh, it's just easy. You just like lean to the side and whatever. And then I see them try to do it and they fall flat on their face. And, uh, you know, it's hard for me to put myself back in their shoes. Cause I was in their shoes when I was six years old. Um, and so, you know, it's, it, it, it's anything's hard at first and they're taking their first step into whatever they're trying to do and whatever you're trying to show them. So, try to remember that you didn't master whatever it is on day one. Like I still can't make a bed for the life of me, even though I've been doing it for years. I fucking suck at making beds. I can never get all the wrinkles out. I can never get my line straight. I can't get the mattress cover to stay on. Like that's something that I would make fun of you for. I'd be like, you're 37 years old. How the fuck do you not know how to make a bed? Yeah, you should make fun of me. I don't know. I'm bad at stuff. It's so I'm, easy. What you... <laughs> I'm really bad. I don't know how to make a bed. I mean, I know how in concept. I just can't execute it. I'm really bad no. at it. I'm bad at home stuff, I feel like man. you're not trying. It's because you're not, you're like looking away or focused on something else. No, I really am. Like I'll go and I'll get one side and I think it's perfect. And then I go the other side and it messes up the other side. And I got to go back and it's just like back and forth. I'm fucking awful. Pretty much. If, if it's like something that was taught in home ec class, besides cooking, I suck at it. I'm not good at making beds. I'm not good at cleaning. Um, I try. Like, I'll get most of it, but I always miss, like, a little spot. Hey, you're not good at it because someone hasn't showed you properly. Next time I see you, oh, trust I'm going to get behind you, and we're going to make it together. You know how my, how many times my wife tries to show me how to make a bed and how to fold my clothes properly, and I just it doesn't compute? I just, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at folding. I'm also not good at like folding paper. Like I can never make a good paper airplane. I'm not good at cutting like straight with scissors, a piece of paper, any fine remote skills like that. I fucking suck at and I'll never yeah. get it right. Like I put up a bunch of signs today at work and this guy comes out. He's like, after I put them all up and he's like, oh, they're not in line. I'm like, oh, damn it. And then I tried to like peel it off, but it was like super strong tape and it was just going to fuck the sign up. So I just had to leave it. Oh, I would love to see those signs. I would love to see those. I bet, I bet they are so fucking terrible. I'm the worst at stuff like that. I remember I was at your house the other day and I looked up and I saw these post these pictures hanging up. And I was like, I know Julian didn't hang those up because yeah. they're perfectly straight. 
Oh yeah, my wife has like a technique down with like lasers and stuff. I don't know what the fuck. And that's the frustrating thing is like <laughs> she uses a series of lasers. <laughs> she does. She does. But that's the frustrating thing is like she doesn't have the confidence in me to do things like that. And so, but she, she also doesn't like have the decisiveness to like figure out where she wants things. So like for her, she never hang. We have all these pictures just like strewn about her house. that are just on the floor waiting to be hung up and blank walls. And the reason is I have the initiative to hang them up. And I'm like, yeah, this will look good here. This will look good here for her. She can't decide where she wants them. And, and she won't let me put them up because she knows I won't put them up straight and I won't get them perfect. So they're just stuck in limbo because my wife can't decide where she wants them and I don't have mm-hmm. the skills to hang them on my own. Yeah, you're good at that shoot first, ask questions later. Like, Yes. I think it, it hurts for some things, but it, you don't overthink things. And if it screws up, then who cares? Or you'll fix it, you know? I just go for it, man. Just go for yeah. shit. It works for me, man. I'd rather just go for it and, and figure it out as we go. So... My next life pro tip is again about motivation. This is a common theme this this episode. I don't know what what happened, but anyway, uh, and it comes from I love Mills. I think that's Meals, but he spelled it weird. Anyway, instead of saying I didn't have time for that, try saying I didn't make time for that. It'll put accountability back on you and may change the outcome the next time the opportunity is presented. So that one's for you, Austin, because I know that you don't make time for a lot of things. Yeah, that's a good quote or that's a good whatever. It's it's good if something. It's it's good uh, tip. Is that the word you're looking for? It's a good tip. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a famous tip. It's or I'm sorry, there's a famous <laughs> quote, and it's like you'll either make time or you'll make an excuse or something like that. Exactly. Like I could get up at three in the morning and work out before I go to work, but I don't make time for that because I'd rather sleep a little bit more. But if I really wanted to, I was a maniac. I could do that, and there yeah. are plenty of people that do that. There are guys in my work that do that. They wake up at four in the morning. Yeah. But I just know goddamn well that I'm not going to go to bed like before 930 or 10. I just can't do it. And so not on the cards for me, man. I know I'm the same way. I dread the the wake up so much that I put it off as long as I can. But then I take a melatonin and I just pass out. And, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I love me some melatonins. Me too. You ever snorted them? I have not. Neither have I. Is that good? Is that how I should do it? I mean, it goes straight to the brain. I can imagine it would be effective, but I've never tried it. And I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend trying that either. That's a, no. no, why don't you guys try it and then email us? No, do not try it. That's horrible you can advice. Po- I like to pop it in my butt while I'm brushing my teeth, and then it doesn't start kicking in until I lay down. I hear that is the most one of the most potent ways to take something. Cause it, you it, have to use the chewables, though. Is that the way it goes? I don't know. I just made that up. I remember that uh, my friend in college who will remain nameless used to stick ecstasy up his ass because it got him higher. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's worth it, but good for him. Don't knock it till you try it, Austin. I'll do, I'll, I, if I had some ecstasy, I, I, would, I would try it. Yeah, I... I'd let you try it too, and I'd fully support you. 
I remember when you and I were in college and we were going to the library to study all night or write papers all night because we had something to do the next day. And we had some Adderall. And I remember I popped it and I look over and you're just breaking it up. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, you just snort it real quick. And then you go, gets in your system faster. I was like, we're going to be there all night. What's the rush? No, I was, I was, it was more that I didn't want the long acting. I wanted it in and out quickly. And I thought snorting it would pass it through my system faster so that I wouldn't be up all night. I don't think it works like that. No, it doesn't. It was, and I, I remember I was so surprised at how much it broke up into. It was so much. It was crazy. Yeah. Do you remember? (laughs) I thought you were going to tell the story about when I tried to get drunk by uh, soaking my balls in whiskey. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. He was just sitting. God bless my my grandpa who just died recently, and I moved into his house. And then you know, six months later, Julian's sitting at his kitchen counter. With his balls just dipped into a shot gl- or a, a rocks glass full of whiskey. You're telling the story horribly. So what happened was two different people that didn't know each other told me that they heard you could get drunk if you soaked your balls in whiskey. They would absorb the alcohol and you'd get drunk. It's an old wives' tale. We were really bored one summer, and I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna try it." And so I poured some whiskey into a teacup. And I just set my balls in them at Austin's counter and I let them sit there for a half hour and I didn't get drunk. They just kind of tingled a little bit, Uh, but I never got drunk. And then I just poured the whiskey down the drain. I should have drank it, but I didn't. We were all a little disappointed. I know. I thought it was going to happen. While we're on ball related stories at my house, someone brought up the fact that Icy Hot burns really bad when it gets on your balls. On your sack because somebody was rubbing it on their thighs and they got some they're just like it is fucking horrible and you were so confident that it didn't burn like no it doesn't burn it's not a big deal so we specifically went to the store and bought a tube of icy hot and then brought it back and we're like all right julian let's put your money where your mouth is and he just put the biggest glob you could imagine on his hand and just covered his sack and like an obscene amount of icy hot i mean it was it was almost the whole tube it was so much and I remember you're sitting there, and you're like, it's not so bad. And then <laughs> two minutes later, you're running around the house screaming, trying to jump into the sink just to splash water on your balls. And you were, like, almost crying. And I remember you just yelling out, when's the icy part going to come? <laughs> and there were, like, ten of us there just laughing. <laughs> I forgot about that. I remember I was like, I, I had my leg up on the sink and I was trying to get my balls under the faucet so badly. And I was just trying to like splash them with water and I couldn't get it. And it was burning so bad. I totally yeah, forgot I don't know why. That. I don't know why you were so confident that that wouldn't hurt. I feel like you'd never even used Icy Hot before. I, not on my balls, apparently. I thought I had it, but I hadn't. So there's a tip for all you guys that are thinking about putting Icy Hot on your balls. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. It does burn. I will attest to that. It burns real bad. Um, all right. Austin, you got another tip? This is my last and final tip. Thank God. This one's short and sweet. <clears throat> it's by Bren Mayhew. And this is all it is. Uh, clean your house before you go on vacation. Coming back to a spotless space is an amazing feeling and the perfect end to your trip. And it's so true, man. I've done it both ways. 
And when you come back from a, a long road trip or a long day of traveling and you're just tired and feel like shit and you walk into a house that's messy as fuck, it is not a good way to start, especially when you know you have to go to work the next day. It's just overwhelming. But if you walk in and your house is spick and span, it's a good feeling. It'll get you in the right headspace, especially if you have to start getting ready to prep for work the next day. Yeah. My wife, Coral's big on this. She always makes us clean the house spotless before uh, we go on a trip because there really is nothing worse, especially if like you plan your trip right up till you have to work the next day. So like you don't take an extra day in between. There's nothing worse than having to come home clean, go to bed and wake up to work. Um, that's why we always a clean the house, b put a day in between when we get back from a trip and when we have to go to work next. Because it just gives you a day to get back into the groove and unwind before you have to have to hit the hit the whatever you call that. Yeah, that's that's a good tip in itself, man. Is if you can if you can manage it, taking a day uh, in between your getting home and going to work is fucking huge. I always fall for that, or I just I'm like I can't take off any more time. And you go to work the next day, and you're like, man, I am not prepared for this. Especially if it was a vacation where you were partying. One of those things where you kind of need a vacation from your vacation because you were not relaxing. You were just punishing your body for however many days. It's really nice to have that day to, to get your footing before you go back to work. Yeah. How did you did you how did you recover after coming to see me last weekend? Uh, it wasn't too bad. The trip back was uh, I was a little bit tired, but I think I slept all right. And yeah, guys, we forgot to talk about this at the beginning. I went and visited Julian last week. Uh, at his home, his wife and daughter were out of town, and so my uh, girlfriend Veronica and I made a little trip up there. It's like a six and a half hour drive, and uh, I was quite surprised. Julian has become quite the host. He used to be the type of person that you'd go to his house to stay the night, and he didn't have any toilet paper, and you had to sleep on the couch, and there were no extra blankets. And then you go into his room and ask for blankets, and you see that he's using a shower curtain for his blanket. <laughs> But now I come and he's got a bunch of food and alcohol prepared and he's smoking meats and it's really nice. Hey. Thanks, Jul- Thanks for having us, Julian. Had a good time. Hey, you're welcome. I'm glad. And the, I think uh, the highlight of the trip was when uh, Julian put a bunch of uh, dish soap into his hot tub <laughs> and turned it into a full-blown foam party. Yes. And then we didn't look up if that was how bad that was until after it was too late. Yeah, we are. I didn't. They're like, I, I, his girlfriend requested it. I, yeah, I guess it was Veronica's fault, maybe, but I granted permission. I thought it'd be fun. And, uh, and then after the bubbles got ridiculously high to where, like, where we couldn't even see each other, I was like, oh, I hope this isn't bad for my pool. And we looked it up, and thank goodness it's not too bad for your pool. Everyone says not to do it, but it doesn't seem like it's going to ruin anything as long yeah. as you. So don't do it. And I'm sure there's a pool guy that's going to email us at just the tips pod at AOL.com and yell at us for doing that. Maybe my pool guy. I don't know. It was so funny. Cause I remember I was, I walked back out there and it was already bubbling high and you two were in there and you just had like a, a full wizard hat of bubbles on your head. And you're like, is this bad? Should I look it up? And I was just like, it's too late, Julian. <laughs> Damage has been done. Did you actually look it up or did you just tell me that it was okay so I felt better? No, I, I looked it up. Okay. I looked it up and, and people were like, the first thing everyone said was, do not put bubbles in your pool. 
or hot tub, but then it was, it didn't, it, oh yeah, but it said you may have to replace some filter or whatever, and you're like, I am going to replace that filter soon anyway, so. Yeah, I am due for a filter like, replacement, so I think it's okay. Have at it. And I have a pretty big pool, and I don't think we put too much in to where my, my pool couldn't just like absorb it and spread it out. I evenly. wish you guys could have seen Julian. He was so cute with his, bu- his bubble hat and his bubble beard. And he was so fucked up that you were just like, you can make a castle out of these bubbles. Like, each of these could be bricks. And I was like, Julian, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and we thought of a show called Mr. Bubbles, where we get people into the hot tub with us and we don't tell them that we filled it full of dish soap so that when we turned it on it just seems like a normal hot tub and then as we're interviewing them the bubbles just grow and grow and grow until we're just completely covered in bubbles and you just don't talk about it at all you just continue the interview and the show's called mr bubbles you start asking really hard-hitting questions like right as, as the bubbles are going over his head yeah and into his mouth yeah but you, i feel like you're giving away our secrets here i don't know if what if someone steals that? <laughs> then I'll be happy to watch it. Well, that's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah. All right, Julian, you got anything else? Uh, let's cut it off there. Thanks for thanks for lending us your ears to put our tips in. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of those other silly things. Yep. And email us. Yeah. Please Same. email us. Have we gotten a single email, Austin? Um. We've gotten a few. We have? We've gotten a lot. It's mostly, yeah, I mean, it's mostly model types, you know, Instagram model types that are trying to <laughs> trying to hook up with us. And we're like, hey, we're taken. So um, so I just erased those. But, um, yeah, we would appreciate it if actual fans that are not just looking for some, you know, hot sex. If you have questions or tips yourself or if you want to just tell us how shitty we are that that would be appreciated yeah and sorry our hot sex is spoken for the julian we got two emails but they were both from aol welcoming well welcoming <laughs> to the site i was like fuck yeah email and then it's like welcome to aol damn you oh uh, gosh hey our time will come does it still say you got mail <laughs> i don't know uh, i've been doing it through my iphone but uh, i hope so i like to think that it does that'd be amazing all right thanks for listening y'all Stay safe out there. Julian, sing the song. Uh, sing the song. Just the tips in your ears. Don't be shy. It's just the tips in your ears. They are sly. Okay. Okay. That's good. That was the perfect song, Julian. Couldn't have done it better myself. Thanks. All right. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Hey, right. Jules, give me a tip. You don't want to get involved in a penis game with me. I really wanted to drink a uh, drink during this podcast. What do you want? Join and change your diapers? Why don't you get something nice, man? He tried to force it down my throat all the time, so stop doing that. Do a good job at my job. He goes, hey, why don't you come work for me, huh? The big, hey, man, come on and smoke this. She's like, what's that big-ass thing in your pocket? The biggest dicks on the internet. I wish you guys could have seen Julian. He was so cute with his, bu- his bubble hat and his bubble beard. Set my balls in them at Austin's counter, and I let him sit there for a half hour. While we're on ball-related stories at my house, to get my balls under the faucet, covered his sack. Yeah, you don't know about my balls, Austin. Big-ass sapphires in it. He's a Jesus-loving Middle Eastern man. You're not gonna get boners anymore? And before you know it, you'll be fucking Fabio. This is my last and final tip. I have any more tips, I'm sorry.